Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to be with you today. I always imagine myself sitting in the car. I think I've said that before. Um, Or like with you on your workout or wherever you're at. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm excited to have this conversation today. I'm calling it the five assumptions of deep coaching. And I've been on fire lately on my business. I caught the vision for where I'm taking the coaching matrix and I am very energetic about what I'm creating. I'm super excited to keep sharing what I'm up to there. Um, The doors open again on May 25th. And as I'm gearing up for this launch, I've just had so much clarity about where I want to take it, what I see possible, who I see in there, the, the amount of impact we can have in that community. I really feel like it's a movement. And that sounds silly because, you know, I have a quote, small audience and a small group right now, but I really feel like what I'm going to be teaching in there is just going to change entrepreneurship for a lot of people. And so I'm excited to, you're going to see it. Like you're going to see what I'm up to. You're going to see what's changing. And I'm really, really excited. I think that it'll provide a lot of value for a lot of entrepreneurs. I see networking and live events and coaching and connections and people who do life and business together. Um, because we're like-minded and we're going in the same direction. And so I have just so much energy. And this podcast really came, this idea came because I was thinking about the coaching matrix. And inside the coaching matrix, there's a program called the Art of Deep Coaching. And in the Art of Deep Coaching, I teach this idea, um, the five assumptions of deep coaching. And it blew my mind when this came to me. And I don't know why I haven't thought to share it on the podcast, but I taught this in depth in the program and I wanted to bring it here because I realize we can do a lot of good in the world by understanding these five principles. And so I want you to be excited for what's coming. I want you to enjoy this episode because this is the work that we do as coaches. This is the work we do for ourselves. This is the work we do. Honestly, if you are in pursuit of personal excellence, personal growth, making a big impact, this is so important to understand. So let's dive in. The five assumptions of deep coaching. Number one, my client experiences pain and suffering and has a desire to be witnessed. I think this is a different approach than a lot of coaches. There's a lot of like hardcore coaching in the world, which is fine. Like I have nothing against it. This is just a different approach where we witness people's pain and we sit with it. So one of the things that I think a lot of my clients resonate with when they work with me is that I'm not like hardcore. I don't just have them change their thoughts right away. I listen. I've cried with my clients. I'm with them. And I really witness their pain and suffering because one of the assumptions that I understand is that people want to be witnessed in their pain. Before I try to change their thoughts, before I try to show them their mind, before I try to help them get out of what they're in, I sit with them in their pain and suffering. I witness it. 
And I think that this creates a lot of safety for our clients. I think this allows them to feel like it's okay with where they're at. It also prevents um, clients hiding stuff from me because I'm not going to judge them or try to shame them into changing. They can bring me the truth and I can sit with them. So that's assumption number one. Assumption number two, my client is the expert on their life. And this is, if you've studied coaching, you know that this is true, but I think it's worth talking about because sometimes we forget our clients really know best. Helping them understand their intuition, helping them understand their own genius is our job as coaches. Our job is not to tell them the answers. Although like if you're a fitness coach, for example, sometimes they are going to need to know, you know, how many grams of protein should I eat? If you're a business coach, some people need to have recommendations on what email list provider I should use, etc. right? There are examples of little things that we can answer and save them time. But the big questions, what should my niche be? That is not something that the coach is going to know, right? That is something that the client has to explore for themselves. What do I want out of life? What does success mean to me? All of those kinds of questions, coaches don't know. The client knows. And so when we operate from the assumption that the client is the expert on their own life, we're going to ask better questions. We're going to dig deeper. We're going to hold space. We're going to reflect back. We're going to be the mirror instead of just giving them our own perspective, our own perception, right? Because that is the limitation of coaching is that coaches are limited by their own belief system. And so one of the things that we have to do is leave that at the door in our sessions and remember our clients know best, which leads me right in to number three, which is my client wants something that they don't have. That's the third assumption. My client wants something that they don't have yet. I go into every single session, every single consult, every single group hot seat with that assumption. Because why would anyone want coaching if they had everything that they wanted? They don't. And so because I assume that, I know I can dig deeper. I know I can push and ask questions until they declare what they want or they define what they want. And so those two, two things, number two and number three, my client is the expert on their life. My client's client wants something they don't have yet. Sometimes they don't know what they want. And my job as a coach is to help them uncover and refine and clarify what they want so they can articulate it. And then they know what to do. Right. Um, but I can't ultimately tell them what they want. They have to figure out what they want and how they want to create that. Okay. Number four, The reason they don't have it is because of conscious or unconscious ways of being, thinking, feeling, and behaving. This is very, very powerful. And this is why coaching is so in demand because there's conscious ways of being, thinking, feeling, and behaving, and there's unconscious ways of thinking, feeling, behaving. We shine a light on it as coaches. When we work with our clients, our job isn't just to like say, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Like do this instead. It's to shine a light on why they're doing things. It's because of the way that they're thinking and believing. And a good coach, I think Brooke Castillo calls this causal coaching, is going to show you your thinking and how it's creating your results, not just tell you what to do. I always tell my clients, action is a very important piece of it, but it is only a piece. There's a lot of things that go into it. In fact, one of the frameworks that I'm going to be teaching in the coaching matrix, and actually it's going to become like my big framework is this idea of four things, mentality, alignment, action, and integration. And so action is a piece of the pie, right? Action is part of the puzzle, but action is only as good as your belief system and your personal alignment in your life. And it's your spirituality and your um, willingness to be helpful to the world. 
Action will burn you out if you're not also taking care of yourself. If you're not also, you know, taking care of your mind and honoring your relationships and having time to yourself, all that falls under alignment. And so coaching is super important because not only do we help people with strategy, right? And strategy can look like, um, like I talked about earlier in fitness or business or relationships, there are tactics that can save you time. If the coach just tells you what to do, like counting macros or communication styles or, you know, business strategies like email lists, selling, launching, things like that. We do talk about action and that's an important piece, but it's like, it's hinged on your mentality. It's hinged on what you believe and how you are aligned with your beliefs. And so as coaches, like this is why I think one-on-one coaching or just the coaching industry is booming right now is because people are realizing it's not enough just to know something. You have to believe in yourself. You have to have the right thoughts to back it. And like my fourth pillar that I just shared, integration. Not only do you just take action, you also learn from your action, learn from what you've been studying and integrate what you know. And this is like a constant process, mentality, alignment, action, integration, mentality, alignment, action, integration. Like this is the way. And so what I love about these five assumptions of deep coaching is that it really speaks to how our clients get results. You can tell them what to do all day long, but until they have a desire to do it, nothing's going to change until they see where they've sabotaged and where their mindset is holding them back and where their belief system is not serving them. They will, they actually won't change their actions. And so I'm going to repeat the fourth assumption, which is the reason they don't have it is because of conscious or unconscious ways of being, thinking, feeling, and behaving. And so my job as a coach, if I want to be an effective, deep coach, it's to get to the root of stuff, which is the being, the thinking, and the feeling. The action comes from those, right? If I, my, if my client thinks they're worth nothing, they have no self-worth, it doesn't matter how many times I tell them that they need to work out, they need to post on social media, they need to journal, they're not going to do it because they think they're worth nothing. And so my job is to help them see their thinking is causing them suffering. Their thinking is causing them the results in their life and that they can fix that by changing their thoughts. It's really powerful stuff. And because of that, we get to the assumption number five, anything is possible for my client. And this is where I find a lot of my clients have limiting, um, beliefs because they, they have their own limiting, um, beliefs about what they, what is possible for them. They also have limiting beliefs about what their clients can create. And it makes you an ineffective coach. And I want to explain why I believe anything is possible for me. I am very hungry. I, (laughs) and by that, I like, I wake up with a fire in my belly, like ready to roll, build my business. No one has to give that to me. And so when my clients come to me and say, Hey, I want to create hundred K. Can you help me? I'm like, yes, because I already believe it. I don't need to work on my belief about my clients. Right. When I worked with a client who was making seven figures, when she came to me, wanting to make seven figures. I just knew she would. I just had that belief, even though I've never made seven figures. I, cause like I live in the world of possibility. So part of our job as coaches is to check ourselves for what we believe because our clients come to us help needing help with their belief. And so we have to actively practice that anything is possible for ourselves and anything is possible for our clients so that we can be the most effective coach we can be. We can't accidentally, I mean, 
I'm hoping that none of you guys would do this, but we would never want to like laugh at our clients' dreams. But we would also never want to dismiss our clients' dreams internally or subconsciously because we don't believe it's possible. So like, let's say your client comes to you and they want to, I don't know, lose a hundred pounds or make six figures in the next three months or something. And they're serious. They really, really want this. Do you believe they can? Your literal job is to believe they can. And if you can't believe that it's going to happen, can you believe in the process of, of making impossible things possible? To me, that is coaching. We make impossible things possible through belief, through our thoughts, through our actions, through consistency, through the process of coaching, right? And so together, these five things, I think, create miracles. My client wants to be witness in their pain and suffering. I know that they're their expert. I know that they want something they don't have yet. I know that the reason they don't have it is because of unconscious or conscious ways of being. And I know that anything is possible. When I understand these five things to my core and I show up on my sessions like this, I'm a really powerful coach. And I know I'm a really powerful coach. People have told me that, but also like I just feel it in my soul. All these five things are true. And so a lot of my clients get energized when they talk to me because I'm like, yeah, you can do it. And they know I'm not just BSing them. They know I'm being very sincere when I believe it because I believe truly anything is possible for them. And I know why they don't have it. It's because of their unconscious and unconscious thoughts and feelings and actions. And so if we can make things conscious and we can shine a light on them, they can change them and transform them. And then they can start creating in their life and recreating and refining and trying things and being different. I believe in coaching. I believe in the, not just like one-on-one coaching. I believe in getting coached from books. I believe in getting coached from groups. I believe in being in programs. I believe in listening to podcasts. I believe in doing self-coaching. I believe in one-on-one coaching. The process of coaching to me is about raising the consciousness of ourselves and our clients. It's why I do what I do. It's why I love the coaching matrix because I can help more people. I love my private clients because I can help them in depth and you should love them, your clients too, because there's nothing like it, right? I love studying books because if they offer me one nugget of insight, something in my life can become more conscious and I can be a stronger creator of success in my life and in my business. I'm always looking for nuggets everywhere I go. I'm looking for little nuggets to point me in the direction of the truth, which is that I'm an unlimited being, that I have infinite resources at my disposal right now, that anything is possible, that I can be someone that I want to be, even though I don't have evidence yet, that I can create what I want slowly, maybe, but step-by-step I'll create it. And because I hold those beliefs, I can share them with my clients. I've done so much to work on myself (laughs) and I know you have too. That's why you're listening. But like we have a gift of consciousness of elevating people's consciousness by shining a light on their thoughts, by showing them how their thoughts create their feelings, their feelings create their actions, their actions create their results by shining a light on the law of attraction, how we, what we think about, we get whether we want it or not, like whatever kind of coach you are, you are increasing the consciousness of your clients And the more you increase the consciousness of yourself, the more successful of a coach you will be. And so one of the things that I had 
um, my clients do in the Art of Deep Coaching program where we went into this more in detail is I had them flip the five assumptions of deep coaching on themselves. And I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. So instead of my client experiences pain and suffering and has a desire to be witnessed, you read this sentence like this. I have experienced pain and suffering and have a desire to be witnessed. And then number two, I am the expert in my life. Number three, I want something I don't have yet. Four, the reason I don't have it is because of conscious or unconscious ways of being, thinking, feeling, and behaving. Anything, and number five, anything is possible for me. When you can understand those five assumptions of deep coaching about yourself first, because we are our first, best, and always client, the game changes. The reason that I can coach people so powerfully is I am intimately aware of all these five things and how it applies to me and my life. I shine a light on my stuff every day (laughs) Um, because I know where I'm going and I know who I want to become. I know the kind of impact I want to have. I know the kind of money I want to make. I know the kind of people I want around me. I know the kinds of conversations I want to have. I know the kind of work I want to do in the world. And so now because I'm intimate with that with myself, I'm able to guide my clients to their own truth, their own vision, their own desires. And that's a powerful place to be. And I highly recommend you get around people who think like that. If you are alone, get in a circle, join the coaching matrix, shameless plug, Um, get a coach, like find people who think big, who are going in the same direction you want to go in. Because sometimes um, we get pulled down by people who don't think this way. And it's not that we need to judge them. It's just that we need to be so diligent about our desires and protecting our energy, protecting our focus, protecting our um, gifts that we can create what we want in the world. Like, I hope this conversation helped you see the power of these things. Um, It's available now. And so this is why coaches like coaches. This is why entrepreneurs like entrepreneurs, right? Is because we understand the fundamental pillars of growth, of contribution, of becoming better, of creating, of uplifting others, of making money, all the things that we desire and crave as entrepreneurs and coaches. So I hope this conversation was helpful. I'm going to repeat the five assumptions of deep coaching, and I want you to internalize them and spend time with them for yourself, not for anyone else first. Do this work for you first, and then you can bring it to your clients. Number one, My client experiences pain and suffering and has a desire to be witnessed. My client, number two, my client is the expert on their life. Number three, my client wants something they don't have yet. Number four, the reason they don't have it is because of unconscious or conscious ways of being, thinking, feeling, and behaving. Number five, anything is possible for my client. Anything is possible for you. Really, really sit with that. Like I said, the five assumptions are about you first and then you get to share that with your client. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope you take this into your life and integrate it and not just listen and not be changed. One of, my, one of the challenges that I give myself is that every piece of content I listen to, podcast, course, coaching, etc., I integrate it so that I'm different, so that I'm constantly evolving and I'm not just passively consuming I want you to actually do something with this podcast today, whether it's journaling, whether it's writing out something that, you know, struck you or that you learned, or maybe it's sharing it with a friend, but do something different than you've done up to this point. Okay. I have one request, one request. If you love this podcast, will you please share it with a coach or an entrepreneur who's on this journey with you? 
I would really, really appreciate it if you just sent this episode to them to see if it will help them on their journey. Um, I have a big vision of helping a lot of entrepreneurs and that would be so helpful for me if you shared it with just someone that resonates with you or that you know your biz besties or that you know would benefit from this podcast please share it with them and i will see you next week